You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your blessing and thank you for the opportunity to be here again in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, for, for this session, we want to go into governmental works. Okay, let's take our seats. And um, I'm going more along the lines of unity and loyalty uh, if you ever get the chance to go through you see one of the administrative offices that we have is the office of unity and loyalty okay so um, I'm just going to hit and run you know punch and go on um, some of the key things and you see it applies Loyalty, loyalty, this message on loyalty, the doctrine of loyalty is best appreciated when, in the first place, when you are serious about your church work and church growth. When you are not serious about it, you don't appreciate it. When you are serious about your work and you need stability, you really are desirous of stability in the church. You need the church to be stable. And to build. And then it becomes even more and more relevant when you are someone who has even branches and other churches. And, um, you know, I say branches because I would, I would assume that we would also see like our cell groups, our cell leaders, they are all branches within the church. They are all branches within the church. So you need people who have the same mind and the same attitude. In, in, in what is being done and what needs to be done. I'm, I'm saying these things briefly, I'm going to say these things briefly, for us to be able to understand and appreciate the importance of the doctrine of loyalty in our churches and in a church so that you are not misled by a disgruntled soul, a disgruntled soul or a demonized soul or an offended soul, which is the same as a demonized soul, someone who is affected and therefore now gives different interpretations to everything. Look, once someone becomes offended, I'm telling you if the person is your twin, be very careful about that person. Be very, very careful about that person. When someone is offended, that the person is poisoned, you will be poisoned and be affected by everything that the person says. Everything. The person will tell that blue is white. Blue is white because their perception Everything is affected. The same person who used to see what blue is and really appreciate the color blue and like the color blue will tell you that blue is white. Will tell that look at it carefully. It's white. It's not blue anymore. 
Because the person is affected. When you are affected, your perception is affected. When you are, you are affected. You can be in a place where you are happy, 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 enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I mean, like, like even if you take even this conference, you can enjoy the conference, be happy in the conference, be blessed in the conference, and then maybe one day, I wouldn't know, I'm just preaching, and I give ex- an example that doesn't land well for you. Hey, after that day, you say this conference, never again, never again, hey, never again. This conference, when you go, they'll go and, and blast you. They'll go and say you are like this. They'll go and say you are like that. Never again. You see, that is offense. That is offense. That is why we say that the master key, the real master key of loyalty is remembrance. Yes. I wish I could preach to you all day long from the book, Those Who Forget. Because it gives you a good, stable foundation. Such that even in the moment, because as for offenses, as for offenses, they will come. There will be offenses. There is no way that you can, you can be insulated from being offended. You have to offend, there will be offenses. There will be offenses. I mean, has, has your spouse not offended you before? Your lover, lover boy, lover, lover girl. I mean, the person offends you. But you are still there. You didn't leave. So as for offenses, it will come. But depending on how your mind is working and what you think you want to get, you overlook. There are things that we choose to overlook and we choose to forgive. But um, when someone is determined not to let something go, then, you know, you know, the, 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 Wonderful thing about these disloyal people and these offended people is they have to convince themselves and justify their moves and what they have done. So they keep, that's where the political spirit comes in. They keep talking to others. You know when you want to do something, you want to know, you want to ask your friend, what do you think? But what do you think? And the more people you get and you can convince that what you are doing is right, the better you feel. You feel like so. So you keep checking with people. What do you think? What do you think about me? What do you think about this thing? Don't you think about this? When you heard this, what do you think? So they keep looking for people to vote for them. To vote for them. And as they keep looking for them, they keep spreading their poison and the offense. Because someone is offended, you are not offended. Instead of telling the person that hey, if you are offended, keep your offense. For realize you are assimilating and absorbing someone's offense. Then you are affected. Then you are affected. I've seen people, I've seen people who are who are who became affected when they shouldn't. I mean, the issue has nothing to do with them. But they absorb it, they become offended, and they follow the Absalom. And when you follow Absalom, your end will be like Absalom. You follow Judas, your end will be like Judas. You follow Adonijah, your end will be like Adonijah. If you follow Shimei, your end will be like Shimei. All of them have the same end. So you always have to, you always have to be careful as someone is speaking. It's like you are offended. I am not offended. Why should I become offended because of your offense? 
Why should I be that affected? So, the doctrine of loyalty, one of the things it helps is it helps to build a stable church, a stable atmosphere, a church of love. The message of loyalty is a message of love. You are never faithful and loyal to somebody you don't love. You you only be faithful to someone you love. If you be loyal, you be you 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 be you be loving. Yes. If you be loyal, you will be a loving person. You be someone filled with love, filled with love, filled with love and admiration. That's the message of loyalty. Loyalty of the message of loyalty, loyalty is not a militarized message. It's not a message of tyrants and dictators. And, and neither is it a message of uh, uh, mindless, mindless people. It's like, I mean, mindless people. Because one of the things, one of the, one of the chapters in the book of loyalty and disloyalty deals with lessons on loyalty. Lessons. I'll tell you, if ever you want to teach loyalty in your church, or you want to even understand the subject of loyalty, study the lessons on loyalty. Study and teach the lessons on loyalty. It will, it will, it will, just, it will just open your eyes on, oh, so this is what loyalty is about. Because there you will discover that you will be teaching, you, the pastor, you will be teaching your church members that loyalty demands analysis. In other words, analyze me. Analyze me. Analyze me before you commit yourself to me. Don't make a blind step or a blind move. Analyze me. Who in his right mind that you will call a cult leader is trying to be a dictator, is trying to be a tyrant, is trying to force people to do things, will tell you that analyze me. Analyze, analyze my teachings. Analyze my lifestyle. Analyze the past. Analyze our past, how we have been in the past. Analyze it before, before you start analyzing what is happening now. Analyze the past. What has happened? How have we been? What has been done for you? What was done for you? What was taught? When you analyze the past, you will discover whether this person is a good person or an evil person. So, loyalty, loyalty is not, is not a blind leap into, you know, we are, we are, just, we are just doing anything. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter um, 4 verse 2, isn't it? That's a loyalty um, sermon. Then I'll go into the book and read some few things to you that, that revolves and related to this subject, instability in your church. For if you if you don't have branches, it applies to your shepherds, your shepherds and your cell leaders, your shepherds and your cell leaders. It's very, 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 very important that if someone is working with you, the qualification for that person to work with you and to be with you is that he's a faithful person. That he's a faithful person. Whatever he's, anybody heading any department, any ministry, any cell, anything, said that person must be a faithful person. If that person is not faithful, you have to change the person. You have to change the person. No matter who the person, you have to change the person. You have to be afraid of an unfaithful person. I am afraid of unfaithful people. I can't, I don't trust them. 
I don't trust them. I, I mean, I don't walk, wake up every Sunday morning, every day, trumpeting that, hey, I don't trust this person. I don't trust this type of people. No, but I'm in, in the event, like as I'm talking now, and you ask me, do you have trust for unfaithful people? I would say I have zero. Like the scripture I read before we went on break, James 4.4. God says, if you are a friend with this, you are my enemy. That is my mind. I can't tell you. I can't send you a text every morning. You are my enemy. I don't, we don't send texts every morning. You are my enemy. You are my enemy. You are my enemy. And you see, the, the message of loyalty, the message of loyalty is a real anti-satanic message. So, when, 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 when it's being shared and it's being taught, it's not a message of smiles. Do you understand? You can, you can, you can, you can, you can look for me preaching on he that hath. Maybe you see that I'm nicer. Yes, I'm nicer and my words are nicer. Oh, I'm preaching on um, what? What are some of the? Um, what? What? Ah, faith secrets. Okay. Someone says that they like it when I preach on faith secrets. That's their faithful message. That's their best favorite message. Yes, But when you are when 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 I'm when you are talking about loyalty, it's almost as if you are talking to Satan and talking about Satan and fighting him directly, because you can look. You can see um, unless maybe you haven't experienced it. Your treasured members, treasured people. I don't know, I don't know anybody, pastor or whatever, who has left the church that I'll say that I'm going to have a party that this person has left. There's nobody that I've wished that this person has the peace person or he should go. Treasured people, nice people, good people. And Satan takes advantage of that. You'll be surprised at the, the turn, the turn and the animosity. Good people, genuinely good people. You can't even imagine that this person, I mean this person, and the, and then when you remember things you have been through with them, that this person can turn against you. And then depending on the extent to which the deception and the and the and the grievance and the offense and the whatever goes, the person can stand on a world stage. And throw stones at you. Throw stones at you. And when you challenge it, they'll say, oh, but it's not you. I'm just speaking generally. Oh, please. I was born on a Sunday, but not in three days' time. No, not three days' time that I'm about to be born. I was born on a Sunday. My mother tells me I was born on a Sunday. But not this Sunday coming. I was, I've been born already. Yes. Not last Sunday too. Yes. Not last Sunday, not the one coming. That I'm now going to be born. So I won't understand what is happening in life. That I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know that Boris Johnson has resigned. More long enough to know that he has been the prime minister and he has, he has resigned. So loyalty itself, loyalty, it's an anti-satanic message. So you see, that's the Bible, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Everybody has to guard their heart. Because look, I'm telling you, I have seen, I I wish I've not had such an experience. I wish I could also preach theoretically and just go, I've seen sweet people, sweet, 
sweet people that as I'm talking to you now I can tell you genuinely that I miss them that as I'm talking now I mean I miss I even miss their faces sitting here genuinely genuinely nice very gentlemanly and very ladylike and very intelligent and very devoted people will do anything anything for me as I'm here, they will do anything for me. As we've even had guests, I would have chosen them. Attend to this one, attend to this one, see to this one, do this. Uh, genuine people. Genuine. There is, I mean, there is nothing wrong with them. Genuine, nice Christians. That you've been with, you've been with from 1993 or 94. Yes. So you, you have to, you have, you, there's nobody who says that I can't be affected or I shouldn't be affected. You guard your heart because if that thing is thrown at you, you will not, you will not, you will not be happy. You will not be happy. You will, you will not like it. You will not like it that such a thing is happening to you and such a thing is happening to your precious, precious dear members. Yes. Sometimes I understand the um, the father of the prodigal son, or maybe not even the father, maybe the the elder brother, because it's like when you see the way the father is weeping over and the things he's doing, how he's so happy to have his son back, and he is saying that by this boy, look at what he did to you, look at how sad he made you. Look how depressed he made you. Look at where he went to spend your money. Can't you forget? You can't forget our the person because the person is your child. The person is your child. The person is your child. Yes. The person is your child. That is, that person is your child. Yes. Yes. The person is your child. The person came from your loins. You've labored to raise that person. There are people I tell you, if I tell you that a week goes by without thinking about them, I'm, I'm lying. Yes. That's how I discover how deep, how deep some of the relationships are. That a week, do you understand? They've been, they've been gone for years. They've been gone for years. They've been gone for years. They're into all sorts of other things. But hardly, hardly would a week, and when I say a week, I mean literally a week will go that I, I don't remember them. Yes. So, so what I'm saying to you is not, it's not something that you know. It's like someone is emotional or easily angry, or you don't want people to do this or to do that. But it is, it is a strike from Satan. And every leader, every minister must be very alert, very, 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 very alert. Including those, including those when you hear a message, you misconstrue and you report it in a negative, including you. You should also have to be warned. Because when someone is weeping over his children, and the children, the child is already offended because then you also go and say something else. Yes. Instead of understanding what is being said, you also go and say what you like to say. 
and worsen, worsen the. Can you imagine this um, prodigal boy? Whilst he was there eating with pigs, and then the elder brother comes and said, Hey, you want your father get you? He will kill you. He's actually sent us to come and you. Oh, if we get you, he will kill you. You better not come near him. When will he come back? Even if, even if God touches his heart that come back, he will say, No, 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 no. I felt so much about my other brother. I shouldn't come. You are making it more difficult. Yes. So in First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, the Bible says, And moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Never deviate from it. Not that a man should be found talented. People like talented people. People like talented people. If you give me a talented person, a faithful person, I prefer a faithful person. Any day. Any day. Any day. Any day. Any day. Give me faithfulness. I'll go with faithfulness. I'll go with the person who is trustworthy. I'll go with the person who is constant. I'll go with the person who is consistent. I'll go with the person who is reliable. The person who is dependable. That is the person to be with and to work with and to flow with. It is, it is, it is the biblical requirement in, in selecting workers, associates, pastors, Shepherds, leaders in your church, branch pastors. It is the faithful person. If the person is not faithful, sack him. If you can't sack, you are not a leader. You are not a leader because the greatest, the greatest mark trait of a leader is decision. So, so inability to sack it is inability to decide. Yes, inability to change, to make a change that you, you can no longer be here. Inability to make that change is your inability to decide. And tolerate all sorts of snakes moving around you, working around you, flowing around you. People that you can't trust, you can't, you've just left them freely moving around you, moving in the system. Moving the system, doing what they want to do, saying what they want to say, going where they want to go, preaching what they want to preach. I mean, come on. It is a requirement. It is a requirement that you, the steward, will be found faithful, faithful, reliable, trustworthy, dependable, constant, consistent, the same, the same. One of the meanings of faithful is the same. The person doesn't change. The person is the same. So another way you can notice that someone is becoming disguised is that this person has changed. Yes, this person has changed. There's a change. They will give you a million. Of course, there will be a reason why you have changed. But you have changed. A million reasons why they are not the same. Why they don't come for that meeting. Why when you call them, they didn't come. Why they, but if, you, if you read about Korah and those, you will see that somebody has been called. They didn't come. So when you call somebody, the person doesn't come. Never gloss over it. There's something in the heart. There's something in the heart. When you know at other times that this same person, I've called this same person. You didn't even finish calling. The person is standing there. Yes, please. Yes. There's a change. Yes. Interestingly, a few a few weeks ago, I sent a message to three different people. 
all of them, all of them, all of them. I just, I just said, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I've missed you. When will you come by and say hello to them, to me? All of them, these are like, these are like people that are like faithful children. All of them gave me cock and bull stories why they can't come and up to today, why they have not appeared. Yes. Cock and bull stories. Yes. Yes. And as I was there, with my understanding of what it means, I just said, oh, maybe, maybe that is why their names even came into my head. Because when I'm, I'm someone and I remember someone, I always say to myself that, I always tell myself, it must be the Holy Spirit. Try, reach out to the person and see, reach out to this one and see, reach out. Three different people. I sent it at the same time. I wish I could say two out of three responded favorably. All three. All three. I've not even seen their shadow. That, oh, Bishop, sorry for, you know, they, but you know, I can make time for you. I've oh, give me cock and boo. Yes. 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 Till date. If they tell me today, oh, Bishop, I'm coming, I'll tell them that test over. Go and be healed. Yes. That's what I'll say. I'll say, test over. Go and be healed. I don't, I don't have anything to say to you. It may, be, it may be a revelation to me to see your state. Yes, that you are gone. You are partially gone. Lost, spoiled. Yes. <laughs> so, that's um, to help us. You see that this one, the room is quiet. That's how we're supposed to be. It tells me that I'm preaching well. I'm doing, it tells me I'm doing the right thing. I'm on course. So let me come down. Okay, let me cool down a bit and I'll come. So I'm reading from um, chapter 41, which says that a bishop, that is a bishop, a pastor, of a seer, whatever, must train the church to preach and teach the same message. If you don't have a developer, you may not appreciate it because you don't have people that you are training to go and preach. I mean, training people to go and preach means that you have to train them to preach. You have to train them to preach and what to go and preach. I was trained how to preach. I didn't just start preaching. I mean, you've never preached before. You are just a faithful person walking around this and then you say you, don't, you shouldn't be trained. You must be trained. And when you are being trained to preach, you are trained to preach and teach the same things. That is how it can be assessed. Because if you are feeding the same thing, then we'll see, we can assess you by the results. Jeremiah 26 and verse 2. Jeremiah 26 and verse 2 says that, first say, so pastors, please, your church... Don't, 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 don't leave your flock The flock that God has blessed you with That anybody can come in And do anything they want And say anything that they want To anybody They have their own revelation If you will buy into these things As we are reading verses and teaching it Then create an outline For everybody We all say the same thing 
Others, you don't even know what people are saying. Before you realize there's a breakaway. Somebody has taken a, a church away. Even in places that practice all these things, people still attempt. People still attempt. The, oh, the main advantage is that it becomes more difficult for them to take people away. More difficult and complex for them to take people. So, in Jeremiah 26 verse 2, the Bible says that, Thus saith the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak unto all the cities of Judah which come to worship in the Lord's house all the words that I command thee to speak unto them. Diminish not a word. Say exactly what I have told you to go and say. Don't belittle or change any of the words. Preach the same things. Say the same things. Because the church is not for you. Yes. And you are not the one who was called. Give the message that God has given to his called servant. Give that message to the person. In every cell, in every branch, in every zone, in every region, the same message must be preached. Yes, the same. The same. The same. Including if your brother is handling a branch. Tell your brother to preach the same thing. If your son is handling a branch, tell your son to preach the same thing. And even easy, it must even, must even be more easy for you. If your wife is handling a branch, tell your wife to port to preach. If she doesn't do it, it means she's a rebel. Because everybody is doing it apart from her. She alone is saying that she wants to hear from the Holy Spirit. Did you hear from Satan before you gave the message? Is that what she's suggesting to you? Yes. Bishop, thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you, yes. Yes. Are you there? In Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. So you, you already begin to see that things might have to change in your church. How things are going. Why the church is not growing. Why the cell is not working. Why things are this way. Why is it? Because somebody is doing what they want to do. Somebody wakes up and just comes to pour their emotions and their feelings for the day. So, what is preached, I'm reading to you, what is preached and taught by a preacher, a bishop or a pastor, should not be up for negotiation or discussion. If it's up for negotiation and discussion, there's something wrong with the church. Yes. There's something wrong in that church. It's not up for negotiation and discussion. You were expected to preach and to deliver a message to a group without changing it at all. You were expected not to change it or to or vary it. It is time to learn how to preach the same message. There are no special prizes for coming up with new fangled messages. God has a message and we are all expected to deliver the message without varying it or diminishing it. Hey. 
Somebody is thinking, so the Holy Spirit can't lead us. Has been leading you so far. Where have you taken us? Where have you taken us? With all your leading, all these years that he has led you to preach all these things. Where has he taken us? What did you build? What did you bring? Because you are all, you are, every time you are bringing, I'm, I'm changing my sorrow messages. All your messages are sorrow, sorrow exchange messages. The exchange rate is now gone through the roof. We don't know what to do again. Become a trader. I'm trading, man. I'm trading. I got tired. I said, look, I'm tired. My sorrows are finished. Yes. My sorrows are finished. Every time when I come, I must have a bucket of sorrows. I'm coming to trade. Number one. Number one. Listen, we are reading. I'm reading so I can finish reading. Today is the last day. So I'm giving you a good dosage of loyalty things. Mm-hmm. The good though, you'll be overdosed. Yes. You'll be drunk with loyalty by the time you are going home. Yes. Your spirit of faithfulness will come. Yes. And it shall flow in your church. Preach and teach the same message of the founder, apostle, and shepherd of the church. Listen to this bit. There is one flock and one shepherd. Jesus taught that there should be one flock and one shepherd who hear one voice. So when you are in a church, even though there are branches, even though there are different cell groups, whatever you have in the church, there's one shepherd. There's one shepherd. There's one shepherd. There's one shepherd. In our church, in our church, it's one shepherd, one flock. In different locations. In different locations. You have one pastor. One pastor. In case you doubt it, COVID taught us that we have one pastor. Well, we all couldn't go anywhere. He was the one standing there and pastoring us. Yes. We have one pastor. Everybody was hiding. They said, especially those who have said already that they don't understand social media things. They can't come on social media and talk. But you say you don't understand it. You don't even know where it is. You don't know what is happening there. Yes. Yes, he pastored us. He pastored us. I said, one shepherd, one you every I mean, if you can't see, then you are spiritually blind. Now, this is our shepherd, this is our pastor. He spoke to us for almost two years. He talked to us and talked to us and talked to us and talked to us and talked to us. He preached to us different messages, spoke to us, remembering, remembering each one of us and where everyone is hiding. It's one shepherd. One flock. Yes. You have to remember that. You have to remember that. You have to remember that. So in the event where you want your own flock, you have to check out. And when you are going, go alone. Yes. When you are going, go alone. Don't come and witness in someone's church. People who are saved already, you are coming to convert them again. Convert them into what? Into demons. 
when you are going, go alone. Go and start your church alone. Yes. When I was sent, when I was sent to London Center, I came alone. We did outreach. We moved around. Do moved around doing outreach. I came alone. I didn't come and break somebody's church. I didn't come and break. I didn't come and spoil someone. I didn't even come. And, I didn't even join anybody's church. That I'm in this church for a while. Then I become a main person in the church. Then I, I break away. I break away and take a section of the church away. No, I came alone. We started. We started by ourselves. Gradually, 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 bit by bit, bit by bit, bit by bit, gradually. That's it. We didn't break any church. I didn't take anybody's member. Gradually. Gradually. Almost, almost 99% of the pastors... If they share their testimony, they will tell you we were bad boys here in this country. We came to the church. We got converted. We got this. We stayed bad boys, drunkards, fornicators. I mean, they've done everything. But I mean, when I say bad boys, it's not like I want them to look bad. They were bad boys. Yes. 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 Their children are here, so I don't want to call them to come and say anything. Yes. But their children are here. Yes. Yes. When their children were younger, they were not in the church. We used to let them come and share their testimonies. But now their children are here. So yes. so I can't call them to come and say their things. But you should have seen them. Yes. Drinking. Drinking. Fornicators. Talk all sorts. I mean all sorts. Once we sat at a table in a restaurant and we're talking, I was sitting there, Prophet was sitting there, we're all there together. Then Prophet just asked me, he said, Pastor Richard, where did you get all these people from? I mean, when you, I mean, when you hear the testimonies, say, where, where did you get these people from? Where did you find them from? Where did you get them from? Yes, I mean, where did you get these people from? It is the Lord. It's the Lord who brings. It's the Lord who blesses. So when someone comes up now, that God has given you a message, a vision, a vision to run the church, and the person is now colliding with your vision, and discussing your vision, and, and threatening, and saying all sorts of things. Hey, I, I beg you, I beg you, take your leave. Leave me. Take your space. Let me stay in my space. Go peacefully. Let me also be here. You were not there. You were not there when you were called. You were not there. You were not there when the founder was called and God gave him the vision. How come now you are you are trying to bring your own revelation or your own vision? Why are you being difficult? You were not there. You were not there. It's the grace on, on the founder's life that builds the churches. The grace on his life. That blesses the churches. That causes the churches to grow. Yes. Even sometimes you see people under this big grace, they can't even perform. Because of their secret lifestyles. It's not as though the grace doesn't work. You are coming, you know, which we now you which will allow you. You are telling us which will allow you to be led by the Holy Spirit. 
if we are led by the if we allow it to be led by the Holy Spirit, we will also be led by the Holy Spirit to suck you. Yes. So John ten sixteen says that and and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold, one shepherd. One fold. If 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 you you have you have church you have churches you have churches here in um, the UK you have churches um, anywhere in Africa Rwanda Uganda Ghana anywhere let it let it sink into all your pastors that it is one shepherd one fold you were the one who were called who was called and God gave you a message every church has a message. And, and them, God gives them the message. God gives them the message. And nobody should preach anything else. Lest they start preaching, I'm trading my sorrow messages. Which doesn't foster growth and help anybody. Hmm. One shepherd, one flock. One shepherd, one flock. <laughs> one shepherd, one flock. We are all, we are all not fathers. So you are calling me daddy rich. <laughs> Let me show you who your real father is. You know, daddy, father, papa, it's just, it's not a random title. It's not a random title. It's not a random title you just take upon yourself. The role and the office of a father. It's a real thing. And it is God-given. It's God who sets up one. This is a, this is a father. This is a father. This is a father. I don't allow anybody to call me daddy. Or father. I, I, I will not allow you. If you try it, I will not hear what you are saying. I will not allow you. I will not want you to be confused of who the father is. And who we honor as a father amongst us. We honor him as a father. Because I I understand the scriptures. Uh, One shepherd, one flock. Maybe you appreciate it better if the Pope says that he's also a type of Christ. You can see how you feel. Because I don't know any church really, Jonathan, that is bigger than uh, the one founded that came from the Vatican. It's a, it's a huge, massive church across the world. Imagine, imagine if the Pope decides that now I'm also called Christ. Uh-huh. Everybody will say, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Christ must be reserved for one name because there's only one person who died for us. The only person who died for us. And in your church, in your denomination, in your group of churches, your family of churches, there's only one person that God called. And God says, start a church here, start a branch here, start a branch here, start a branch here. There's only, you only have one, you have one father. Whoever you are, you have one father there. One father, meaning that there's one person that God has given a message to. When you give birth, when you give birth, how many breasts do you give to your child to suck? 
The question I should even be asking you is that how many breasts will have milk? Yes. But all these people sitting here with breasts of different shapes and sizes, there's no milk in it. It's just fat. The person who has the person who has milk is a person who has had a baby. Every, everything you see is empty, empty, empty. Yes. If it was not so, otherwise in your house you always be drinking milk. I shouldn't say it. But all your maneuvers and everything, I've not realized that no milk comes. Because that person has not given birth. Has not given birth. And God gives the milk to the person who has given birth. Chests, there's no milk in it, no milk, there's nothing in it. Oh, you may call yourself reverend, apostle. This you are not the father, so you don't have you don't have what it takes to feed the sheep. You don't have it. So don't try giving them things, you don't have it. There's no milk. You have no milk. Yes. 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 The milk is in the breast of the one who has given birth. Yes. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. Even naturally, even naturally, even your twin sister will not have milk. Even your husband, no no matter how big his breasts are, he won't have milk. Even your husband. So, how how much more the ministry? How much more the ministry? Why would you think that the two of us have the message to give to the people? Or you must be exempted from it. I see this lady all the time. um, Bishop Oyedepo's wife. Anytime she's preaching, you will see that she is reading notes from her husband's messages. She reads it. When she's preaching, she reads her husband's messages. Not that it's like, because I'm so sad, I also have milk. You have milk. I don't have milk. I have not had some before. Yes. Number two. Preach and teach the same thing as the founder, apostle, pastor, shepherd, whatever you have. Just as Paul taught Timothy to do in 2 Timothy chapter 2, 
verses 1 and 2. So now I'm giving you verses to prove why it must be done. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Beautiful. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So it's if you don't have um, um, other men, to faithful men, loyal men, you can't teach it. Doesn't work. It means you don't have. It means your church is one church, small church, no cell leaders, nothing. So it's almost like it doesn't even apply. But once you have it, once you have sub leaders, and you have branches, branch. If you have one branch, if you have one branch, that branch, that branch should eat your milk. That's what they should eat. One branch. Never give it to anybody. Never leave it with anybody. To feed what they want. And to say what they want. Some of people give the same title and they preach a different message. So you, you, you institute different recording. So you hear what has been said. Record. You just, oh, record the message. Let me, I want to listen to this message. Number three, preach and teach the same things as your founder, apostle, pastor, teacher, shepherd, as Paul taught us in 1 Thessalonians 5.27. This verse is a big verse in our church. 1 Thessalonians 5.27. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren, all of them, the entire church, all the children that God has been, has given to the to the father, the founder, the apostle, the pastor, the teacher. His letters must be read. Yes, must be read. I he said, I charge you. I charge you. I charge you. It's like, it's like I adjure you. Those were the words that um, I think Herod used on Jesus, and Jesus spoke. So Jesus was saying anything till he said, I adjure you. It's almost like an expression that way. So you cannot refuse it. It's a very high charge and demand and command. I charge you by the Lord. I adjure you by the Lord. Read it to everybody. Read it. Read it. If you're a faithful person, you will read the letters. If you're a faithful pastor in UD, you will read the letters and the message that God has given to the apostle. You will read it to the children that God has blessed him with. If you're a faithful, you will read it to them. Because they are not your children. You're a caretaker. You're a caretaker. You are like a German shepherd who has been led in front of the door. You're a caretaker. Speak the truth and shame the devil. How much prayer do you pray? How much do you pray? Somebody is laboring in prayer, calling on God. God has blessed them with a ministry. And then you say, you, when you wake up from your snoring, you want to come and share your revelation. Read the letter. Read the letter. Read the letter. Read the letter. Read the epistle to all, to all of them. 
Number four. Preach the same as the founder, apostle, shepherd, pastor, teacher, teaches. Just as Paul taught Timothy to do in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11. These things command and teach. These things. These things command and teach. These things. The things you've just heard, command and teach. The things I've been talking to you about, these things command and teach the same things. Five. Preach and teach the same things as the founder, apostle, shepherd, pastor, teacher teaches. Just as Paul instructed Timothy. It looks as if Timothy got a lot of instructions on this topic. Maybe because he was a young boy, so he needs to be, to be strong and do it. Do what I'm saying. First Timothy 6 and verse 2. And they that have believing masters, let them not, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and beloved partakers of the benefit. These things teach and exhort. You saw command and teach. Now you see teach and exhort. The same things, the things you've heard me teach it, exhort it, command it. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. So you see, you have, you have, you actually have no business. You have no business and no right teaching someone's children something that he doesn't want them to be to, to be taught. Yes. Yes. You have no business doing that. Even, even if you disobey it and you want to do what you want, don't teach others. Yes. Like, in, like in our church, the, one of the wisdom we have, wisdom that God has blessed us with, is not part of the Ten Commandments. It's the wisdom and counsel we give. We don't believe in debts. So we don't. So we encourage people. It has, you know what I'm talking I know everybody is not debt free. But we don't, we don't encourage and teach debts. We don't teach borrowing. Any type of borrowing, we don't teach borrowing. And being debt. So if you're a pastor, apostle, bishop, reverend in the church, I don't expect you in private counseling to counsel anybody against what the founder and the apostle teaches in the church. Because that, that make you, makes you an enemy of the church. And you are very some way. Even if you would do it, that's what you believe and you want to do. Do. It's just advice. That's what, that's what I just said. I just said it's not part of the Ten Commandments. It's not a sin. It's just advice. But don't teach. Don't teach my, don't, don't teach my children what I don't want them to learn. Many years ago, I had one child. And we are diligently taught the child sweets and chocolates are not a good thing. Don't eat it. And the child has believed and accepted. Then one day after church, we are going home. The child says that, I want some chocolate. And we said, 
Because, you see, I'm talking to you about a child who does not know what chocolate tastes like. Cannot say that I want to because it's like this thing you've been told. It's not a good thing. An enemy has done this, I'm telling you. The only question, you know, like, like how God had Adam and Eve, it's like, who told you that you are naked? The only question we could ask the child is, who told you that chocolate is sweet? Then she mentioned, he said, Auntie this in the church. And we, we said, we said, did you receive it? She said, yes, because I said no, but Auntie said, it's nice, I should taste it. So Auntie made me taste it. And I saw that it was nice. Auntie. Auntie came to teach my child how to eat sweets and chocolates. When the, child, when the child was pleading and saying that my parents said I shouldn't eat it. Auntie said no. It's like, no, it's like, did God say, did God say you shouldn't? Auntie. Auntie. Auntie came. Auntie. Auntie. Yes. Auntie. That's how it is. God has given someone wisdom to lead and to guide his sheep into what believes will be prosperity, that they will do well. And then you're also going behind the scenes on your personal campaign to justify your disobedience. Oh, borrow, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you don't borrow, what will you do? I mean, like, borrow, take, take, take. I'll be like, why? Do it, do it, do it to your wife and children and leave the church alone. You to guide your guide your own into debts and problems, and leave the church alone. It is not a sin. So guide your wife or your husband and your children and your grandchildren. Guide them gently into what you believe in, and leave the children that God has given to someone to also lead them by the wisdom. Given to him. Ah. Ah. Why? I mean, why? I mean, should I cry before you understand? Ah. I just have that you, you don't that you don't even know what people don't understand. Is that what, what don't you understand? God has called me. You were not there when God called me. To plant a church here, plant a church here, plant a church, and it's turning into a fight and a battle. On what should be brought, what should be taught, how the church should be run, who should be in charge of what. The apostle of the house says that this person must be the pastor here. You said no. This person must be an associate here. You said no. You have sacked everybody, fought with everybody, wrestled with everybody. I mean, no, no. Are you not Satan? No, are you not Satan? If you are going against the vision of the apostle of the house, this is what, the, this is what God says apostle you to, and you keep fighting it. The people, the members, everything, the structure, anything that has to be done, you keep fighting it. You keep fighting his God-given vision. No, let me ask, let me ask gently, are you not Satan? I mean, what are you? If you are not Satan, what are you? 
if that, if that apostle had the spirit of Christ, like he said to Satan, get, he said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He would have told you that you are Satan. Yeah, but maybe, maybe depending on who it is, it can cause more complications. My messages are too serious, you see. It's too hard, you see. It's too fiery, you see. It's too fiery. It's hot already. No, it's very frustrating. I'm telling you, it's very frustrating. Because the conviction you claim to have, the leader also has a conviction. And you are not the leader. Even though you have a you are not the leader. So why don't you go and find your own and lead them the way you want to lead them? Why don't you find your own children? I'm not joking, Ethan. I don't get it. I don't get it. You are an intelligent boy. Do you understand? Do you get it? You too, you don't get it. After all, you're intelligent. Oh. I don't, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it, it beats, I, I can't get it. But I say to my child, don't eat chocolate. Tell you I've come. If you like chocolate, why don't you eat all the chocolate in the country? And give some to your children. Why are you bringing your vision to my house? Where God has made me and appointed me leader of it's not even like it's not even like conservative party that you were voted into position so you can be voted out. It's God given, it's God given, it's God given. The position is God given, it's God who put me there, or God who put the person there. Why are you trying to go against what God has told the person to do? Hey, does anybody understand? I don't, I don't get it. Hey. 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 I said to my child, don't borrow. Don't take mortgage. Don't save this. Then you have taken upon yourself to teach people about such things. I mean, look. Teach and exalt, teach and command. Number six. Preach and teach the same things as the founder, apostle, and shepherd. This is in line with the ministry of Jonah. Who was asked to preach specific preaching and not just allowed to preach what he wanted. Jonah was told exactly what to preach. He was asked to preach the same old message. Jonah 3, 1 and 2. Pastors, apostles, and founders, I I think God is speaking to us. Yes. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, 
that great city and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Yes, yes, yes. Just as you are, you are reading, that's what he's saying. Preach the thing that I have told you to preach. Yes. Yes. Can you see the gift of governments at work? To bring order, structure, peace into the church. Control. Because God has given you, the thing has to be controlled. It shouldn't be left in disorganization. That's what the book is called, Gift of Governments. Yes. It's not a spirit that you fall in under the power. The one you wake up, gift of government, is, is gifting and governmenting. Yes. As you read, you are staring up the gift of government. That this is what to do. This is how to do it. This is how to do it. This is how things must work. This is how things must go. This is how things must go. This is how it must be done. Number seven. A bishop should ensure that the church is devoted to the apostles' teaching as was done in the New Testament church. It is not wrong to ask your church to be devoted to certain teachings. Acts 2.42. Nivet. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They devoted themselves to, 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 to what? Apostle, what is apostles' teaching? The teaching of the apostle. The teaching of the apostle. The message that the apostle has. They devoted themselves to it. They devoted themselves to it. They committed themselves to it. They gave themselves to it. The teaching that the apostle has been teaching. Yes. Yes. They devoted themselves to it. Yes. They were not ashamed to hold the apostle's book and teach from it. They were not ashamed. They had no apologies. They had no apologies. Their teaching was the teaching of the apostle. The apostle of the house. The apostle that has been given the house. His teaching is the message for the church that God has blessed him with. Nothing else. There are plenty other messages. Plenty other messages. Plenty apostle messages. There are plenty messages. But there's a message that is given for the flock that God has called you to. Yes. God gives you a message for it. And that's what, that's what makes the body of Christ a beautiful body. It makes it a beautiful, a beautiful place. Beautiful place. And that's why that's we learn from each other. And we encourage each other. Because God has given a message to this one. God has given a message to this one. God has given a message to that one. Together we form the body. The apostle of every ministry... The pastors, the leaders, the members must be taught to be devoted to the teaching of that apostle. Yes. Yes. And if you make a mistake, you'll be corrected. Because you are doing something that we don't teach. We don't know where you learned it from. So we'll ask you to stop. We'll say, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do that again. I was posing for you. 
I'm good at taking secret photos. I can, I can, I can give you lessons on it. I'm an expert. The time I come off the train, I have pictures of different people. Well, so far I've not been caught. One day I saw somebody with a big, you know, the, you know the yellow. It's been cut open and that's a big ring. So it's been stretched. Big ring like that. So I was doing my secret shot. Not knowing his friend was standing behind me. <laughs> his friend was behind me. So his friend could see me enlarging into his friend's beard as I was there doing my secret moves. But I said, luckily for me, they took it as admiration that I really like the earring. So it's like, it's very nice. Yes. That, that's, how, that's like I'm still standing here alive. <laughs> I tell you, I would have been beaten that day. <laughs> yeah. So this guy with a, I mean, a, a, a hoop inside the ear and tattoos from his neck down like that. And I was there taking my You know, it, I wasn't getting the show, so I was just trying to enlarge it a bit. Then I looked behind me. There was another one. I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I just had to smile. It's like, yeah, it's very nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but I've been caught. I've been caught. <laughs> I won't lie to you. My heart started pounding. I said, Will I go home alive today? Will I go home? <laughs> Preach and teach the same things as the founder, apostle, shepherd teaches, just as Moses taught the Israelites to do in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Okay. He says that, behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord thy God commanded me, that you should do so in the land whither you go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom. And your understanding in the sight of the nations which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Yes. You know, you know the phrase that I, I really like you to see and appreciate. This is your wisdom. Keep the statutes and the commandments because it becomes your that's the wisdom you have. That's the wisdom God has given you. The wisdom, the wisdom God has given the prophet to plant churches, stable churches, faithful pastors, faithful people, spreading, growing churches, working ministries in different nations. The wisdom that we have is preach the same things, do the same things, that we are one family, that we are, we are one flock, one shepherd. That's the wisdom. So that is the thing that we have to pride ourselves in. That that is the wisdom we have. So that's to say, keep therefore and do them. For this is your wisdom. 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 Yes. Yes. This is your wisdom. 
That's why he will, he will share other wisdom keys. How to live. Maybe how to be more spiritual. Maybe how to have a, a stable marriage. Maybe how to prosper. It is, it, when you embrace it, it becomes your wisdom. You still get, this is your wisdom. And the reason why people don't embrace other ideas is because they only know one kind of wisdom. And they don't want to change it. But no problem. It's not a problem. It's not part of the Ten Commandments. Yes. It's not part of God. It won't take you to hell if you don't obey it. It's, not, it's, it's, it's just advice. It's just advice somebody is giving. Don't, don't let your BP rise over it. It's, not, it's, it's, just, it's just advice. Yes. Don't become hypertensive over it. It's just advice. Yes. It's just advice. Relax. Relax. Be normal. Yes. The only thing is that we will hate to see you broke. That's the, that's the only thing. It will re, I'm, t- I'm telling you genuinely, it will really hurt to see you struggling. It will really hurt. Yes. It's that it's the having church members you all growing up. You know that this person hasn't done something that you keep, like, let's say, like, even education. You keep advising the person go to school, do this, you know, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Because it's like we all there, as we are pastoring, as we are pastoring, we are still living. So do this, do this. Because you can see that maybe you know the person, the person is 24. In 20 years' time, you'll be 44. And 20 years will come just like that. In case you don't know, 20 years ago was 2002. Yes. Yes. 20 years ago was 2002. 10 years ago was 2012 Olympic Games. 10 years ago. Yes. 10 years ago was 2012 Olympic Games. Time just flies like that. To us, you are dead. Dilly darling, before before it's like, here we are, you are 45. And then now you see, at 50 years old, 60 years old, you say you are now writing a dissertation. When, when, you, when you finish, who is going to employ you? When 21 year olds, 21 year olds are coming out with the same degree, you're also coming out with it at 55. If you were an employer, who would you choose? I'm not saying you shouldn't get a degree at 70. You can get it. But I'm saying that when you have the opportunity to do things earlier, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? If, if, you, have the, if you have the opportunity, if you have the opportunity to do why do you wait till your 50s? If you are now writing dissertation, and the whole world has to help you to write dissertation. And the question would be when you finish, what next? Yes. You got twenty one year olds are coming. Yes. You go for interviews with them. And I know if I'm an employer, I'll choose the tw- I'll choose the twenty one year old over you. 
They will have fewer sicknesses. They will understand. <laughs> they, will under, they will understand things faster. They will catch on things faster. They will do things more willingly. They will have the energy. I mean, they will flow better. Because that's you, I can be. You've never seen. You've never seen the computer before. You use your lead finger to type. They say, "Where is X? Where is B?" This is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. Stay loyal. Stay faithful. This is your wisdom. Say the same things. This is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. This is your wisdom. Yes. Someone said to me many years ago, he said to me, he said to me that, he, 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 can't, he can't preach the same things because he's not, he's, first he said he's not a clone. And then secondly, he said, he, said he, he will lose his personality. So I always remember, I asked him, I asked him, I asked him, have I lost my personality? Do you think I've lost my personality? Do you think I've lost my personality? That's when I said, no problem. No problem. Wisdom is justified by her children. Yes. It's been about 25 years now. I'm here. I'm here. Judge me between me. I, I just can't mention his name. I was actually, judge me between me and him. Yes. I have become his teacher. I teach him. I'm now I'm now changing his personality. <laughs> yes, I'm now changing his personality. Yes. I'm changing his personality now. I changed my longer time because I can impart personality changing to, to him. <laughs> yes. See, he doesn't, he doesn't want to change his personality. Because he said if you listen to me, your personality will change. Hey. As I just said, wisdom will be justified by her children. We'll see. We'll see. We'll always see wisdom by their fruits. Are you there? You've traveled. Hmm. Number nine. A bishop should know and understand that every pastor in the church is operating in a shared anointing. That is, that is upon the founder of the church and is actually a helper of the founder. The shared anointing is according to Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 and 17. 
if you if you appreciate anointings when you see church i told you on the first night when you see church ministry working think what spirit think anointing what you are looking at is anointing yes what you are staring at is an anointing at work So wherever you are, depending on the size of the calling and the size of the anointing, the size of the grace, wherever you are operating under that umbrella, you share the anointing that's available. Yes. You share the anointing. So the, 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 if anointing can be quantified or measured, the anoint, the, some of the anointings are big. Some of the anointings are big. The anointing on John Wesley must have been big. For the number of Methodist churches around the world, up to, up to today, John Wesley was alive and preaching in the 18th century. 18th century. That's when John Wesley was, was around. And if there are still churches called Methodist church, people who go to church Methodists. Yes. Then that anointing must have been very big. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee. That thou bear it not thyself alone. So it's like I'm coming to take the anointing that's on you and share it with them. So that they can work with you. Anybody who can work with you has a different spirit. Yes. Anyone who can work with you has a different spirit. Anyone who clashes with you, there's a clash. There's a debate. There's a battle. There's a long discussion. There's a long debate. It's because there's a different spirit at work. I'm not saying evil spirit. Different spirit. Yes. Because this is God saying to Moses that for people to be able to work with you, stand with you, bear the burden of the people with you, that is have the same concerns and compassion and feelings that God has towards the congregation and that you also have for the congregation. He said they need the spirit that is on you. Without the spirit, it will never work. Never work. That's why catching the spirit of a ministry is very key and very important. There will always be misunderstanding and clashes. Yes. For people to work with you easily and freely, they need to have the same spirit. Mr. Apostle, Mr. Founder, Mr. Bishop, Mr. Pastor, Mr. Head Pastor, never hold back and apologize for teaching people what God has taught you to teach them. Never hold back on it. Never hold back on insisting that this is how the church must go. Yes. And anybody who does not agree with you, remember Numbers 11, that the person has a different spirit. That the person has a different spirit. Because you need people of the same spirit. First Corinthians one ten. 
First Corinthians chapter 1. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all, you all speak the same thing. This is what it is like when people have the same spirit. That you all speak the same thing. That there be no divisions among you and that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Yes, you say the same. There are no conflicts. There are no fights. There are no quarrels. There are no disagreements. When the spirit is the same, the anointing sharing, the anointing is flowing. You see the conclusion is that you see, we speak the same things. We speak the same things. We say the same thing. We teach the same thing. We preach the same things. We run the same systems and the same structures. That there be no divisions. That you are perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Yes. That's people with the same spirit. That's people with the same spirit. But when you have a branch with a different spirit, where the pastor there has a different spirit, see the things there are different. Things that are said there are different. Things that are done there are different. When you say basenta, they are doing wasenta. When you say cells, they say this is called fellowships. You see, this kind of people, these are people who have not traveled before, have never imagined that they will live abroad before. We'll be saying that, you know, where, where we are, things are different. Where we are over here, anybody you see emphasizing, placing emphasis on a geographical location is not a spiritual person. Yes, that person is not a spiritual person. Spirits know no borders. Yes. The anointing that will work here to work there. The reason why it's not working is because you haven't believed in it. You haven't accepted. You haven't embraced it. You, you actually despise it. Especially ministries that are headquartered in Africa. They despise. They despise. I mean, when you have a, a, a rebel or a bad person in charge in that Western world or whoever they are, they despise it's, it's, it's almost like Africa is not the same here, but we are talking about anointings, not geographical regions. Anointings. Anointings. We are talking about anointing, not geographical regions. We are talking about anointing. What you need is a son, a faithful son, who will imbibe, assimilate, obey everything that you say. And you will see the results. You will see the results. You will see the results. If this, this is this kind of um, never traveled before, never seen, never seen winter before kind of people who talk and say over here this, over here that, this kind of I, I, do, I don't even know who, how they got a visa to come and how they got British passports. <laughs> yes, I don't know how they got British passports. They're the one who emphasize their their status and citizenship as though that is what is used to build the church. Yes. Please give me a holiday. Yes. I need more than a break. I need a holiday. Yes. 
kind of debate. Every, everything, London, in London days, in America days, in Germany days, in the Europe days, in this place days. It's not like Africa. It's not like this. It's not like that. Every, everything is a debate. As though you, you never imagined that you could travel. You never imagined and thought that you'll be living in England, United Kingdom, holding a British passport. It's so important. It's so important to you. You can't even think again. It's so important. It's so important. Give it, gaining a, 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 that status. It's so important to you. You can't even think again. You can't think outside the fact that I am a Christian and I can be anointed. You don't think anointed. You think passports. Yes. That's the thing. Any, any founder, any founder who lives in Africa will tell that this is one of the main battles to find someone faithful on this side of the world just to follow the spirit and to follow the anointing. It's, it's a wrestling bout. The wrestling bout. Every morning, over here, things are different. Over here, this is this. Over here, this is over here. Over here, what? Over here, the people are that. Over here, the people. For God so loved the world. It's the same God. He loved the whole world, the entire world. It's the same God. Oh, please. Ah. What are you saying? You don't understand spirit. You don't understand anointings. You don't understand anointings. You don't understand anointings. You don't get it. You don't understand anointings. That's why you'll be arguing with instructions only because the person lives in Africa. And it's because, it's because you despise. You despise parts of the world. You despise it. That's why you're opposed with anything that comes from there. You despise it. You look down on it. And we, when we come to your church, who are the people there? Is it not Africans that you are pastoring? Yes. Not if, not if, no, you don't even have Africans. You have people from the country that you come from. You've not, you've not even been able to cross over to even one, even half, even half, someone who is even, you even say this person is me, I'm, I'm half Ghanaian, half Nigerian. You don't even have half, half. You have someone saying, my, my mother is Nigerian, my father is Ghanaian. You've not even found one. So, I think I've given you at least nine verses that will help you to preach the same messages. So, I'm moving on to the next, my next point. Mm. I think I'd like to do lessons on loyalty. Yes. Lessons on loyalty. Let me do lessons. Yeah. 
I'm closer. No, I am. I am. I'm serious. You look well fed. You've really had messages and revelations and things. Yes, you look well fed. Mm. Lessons of loyalty. Okay. Yes. The first lesson is loyalty demands full persuasion. Okay, remember that to be loyal before you claim that you're a loyal person. So, you see, the lessons are almost like how you should behave or the test you should run on yourself before you say you are loyal or before you qualify to be a loyal person or before you choose someone as a loyal person. The person has to be fully persuaded, no partially persuaded, no room for doubts and questions and ill feelings. Loyalty demands full persuasion. Because if someone is not fully persuaded, the person can betray you. The slightest weakness or fault they see about yourself, that it is over. No forgiveness, no overlooking, no dropping anything. It's like, this is it. It's like, this is it. This is who you are. Because the person is not fully persuaded. So I tell you, before you commit yourself or devote yourself to anything, be fully persuaded. In other words, be sure. If you are not sure, don't come. Yes. If you are not sure, don't come. Don't join. Now, as a leader, to achieve full persuasion or to help your followers, your sheep, your members to be fully persuaded, a few things that you must also know. The broad statement is openness breeds full persuasion. Openness. Openness breeds full persuasion. Yes. Openness breeds full persuasion. In other words, you must be transparent. You shouldn't be a mystery person in the eyes of people. The the people that are close to you, you want to work with them, you want to do they must know who you are and what you are. That's why sometimes, even when you are preaching, you deliberately say some things and use some things as an example. Deliberately. It increases the transparency. In case you think people are not listening, they listen. They listen. You have to tell them. Sometimes, sometimes you even have to tell them where you get your shoe from, your shoe. Because some people are interested in your shoe. I, when you lift it up like this, they'll see the red thing under. They'll go and Google. What shoes? Which shoes have this red thing under? Where does he get his shoes from? Yes. Yes. Hmm? So, openness about finances. Where you get your money from? What your money is. Yes. Openness. Openness. Because people are interested. How did you get your car? This car, how did you get it? Yes. 
Yes. Nothing, nothing is done in secret or in hiding. You've taken church money, then it's not declared. It should be there. This is it. This is how much you earn. This is it. It's there. If you want, go and see. So by, by the time by the time your enemies declare that they want to make it news, you tell them that it's been there six years already. What's your problem? What what how do you discover something? How discover something that has been alive for six years? Somebody has given birth, the child is six years old, and then you've taken a picture of the child and put it on in front of your newspapers and saying that hey, this person has a child who is six years. <laughs> So openness about finances And then openness about your vision Your vision also has to be made clear to the church And to the people around you Your vision What do you want to do? Well, I want everybody to preach this message I want us to build a thousand member church I want us to have 20 pastors I want us to um, have 100 branches Vision must be clear so when you are working towards it and you are driving towards it, no one would say that, but what is going on? What are we doing? Why are we being driven so hard? I mean, what is happening? Vision must be clear. Lesson number two. Your loyalty must be to the higher authority. Yes, loyalty is always to the higher authority. And you, you, you see how I'm teaching this is how it must be taught in your churches. You have to teach it because if you don't teach it, it's not it's not going to be known or assimilated by osmosis. It has to be taught. It has to be taught. It shouldn't be taught once. It has to be taught often. Often. There are people in this room now I don't know, this could be easily be the 150th time they are hearing about uh, uh, Lessons on loyalty But they will learn something new As you are hearing it Yes Even if they don't learn something new It reminds them That this is how I must behave and for some, especially the older ones, when they start deviating, something they don't know. So when you teach it again, the person corrects himself, say, Hey, it seems like I'm going off. It looks like I've been disloyal. It looks like I've been disloyal. Let me correct it and come back and come back online. Yes. So loyalty must be to the higher authority. So in every church, there are ranks. And there are people. There's a head pastor. There'll be a branch pastor. There'll be a cell leader or a leader in the church. Someone in charge of the choir. Charge of this. So, someone in charge of the choir says something to you. Contrary to what pastor has said, your loyalty is to the higher authority. So, you ignore choir leader and you go straight to pastor. If you are not sure, you check with pastor because your loyalty is to the higher authority. All the time, all the time. Never, never follow or believe someone who hasn't got a superior. 
Yes. Branch pastor says something. Is it that's what, that's what we came from? Op- openness, full persuasion. Openness breed, breeds full persuasion. So the apostle of the house must have made it clear to everybody already that this is what we are doing. Then branch pastor is giving an instruction that is contrary to what apostle said. Your loyalty is to the high authority. You have to take your phone and call up and say, Apostle, I don't know whether anything has changed, but pastor is saying something different from what you told us. What should we do? Then pastor will say, no problem. I'll call you back. I'll sort it out. Thank you. The pastor will call the branch pastor. What is happening? Then the pastor will start saying, you see, over here, say, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Go and do what I said should be done. Yes. And then one day, Apostle also comes. And he says, from from today, my name is Apostle Christ. Your loyalty is to the higher authority, which is Christ. The person above him is Christ. So that is the day you also say that, hey, Mr. Apostle, we can't follow you again. We are following Christ. Because you are not Christ. You cannot be Christ. You will never be Christ. Yes. Your loyalty is always to the higher authority. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. In other words, follow me as I follow Christ. So as you are following, make sure that your eyes are on Christ all the time. Because it's a man that God will be using. But as God is using a man, your eyes are on Christ. Is he following Christ? Is he teaching us the principles of Christ? Is he teaching us from the Bible? Is he, is, is he helping us to revere Christ all the more? Follow me as I follow Christ. Yes. Meeting Bishop Dag Heward Mills has made me love God more. Love Christ more. I pray, I pray more than I've ever prayed. I look up to God more than I've ever looked up to God in my life. Yes. Look at the title of books that he will write. How can I say thanks? If I read such books... I'll be filled with the knowledge of the will of God. That how can I please God? How can I be pleasing God? How can I spend my life to please God? How can I say thanks? Bishop Dag Heward Mills has not led me away from Christ or from God. Yes. There are, there are. Private discussions that I can have with him. And his conclusion, his conclusion will be, he will say, he will say, let us pray. Let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. Let's find out what God, let's pray. I'm telling you, knowing him, I have, I pray more. I pray more. I look up to God more. I depend on God more. I believe in God more. Than anything. Make no mistake about that. 
Meeting Bishop Dad. I have learned to pray. I'm telling you, I pray more. I read my Bible more. I look up to the Holy Spirit more. Because that is what I see in him. That's what I see. I see a praying person. I see someone who loves God. I see someone who wants to please God. I see someone who is very devoted to God. It's like, it's God or nothing. I've learned from him that without God, that we are nothing. We can do nothing. I've learned, to, I've learned from him the importance of obeying God. That if God tells you something, you better do it. If God says something to you, you better do it. Yes. If God tells you something, you better do it. It's a, it's a life and death instruction. That's the effect he's had on me. That's what I've gained by following him. That if God says something, God says something, God is speaking to you, you better do it. You better do it. You better do it. It's God or nothing. It's God or that. If say God is calling you, you know, sometimes people say they want to do something for God. They feel God is calling you, and they want discussions and meetings. I have discussed. I have discussed that those meeting people. Oh, they are the sh- shallowest of all. If God, God is calling you, do. When we do, we know what you believe in. What discussion? Bishop, can I see you after church? And then you see the bishop, can I come again and see you? Bishop, can I come again? Oh, bishop, uh, can, we, can we continue our meeting? Can we finish off our meeting? Oh. Hmm. Is your meeting a TV series? <laughs> Episode 7. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. Yes. I pray more. I pray more. Yes. I pray more. I can go, I can go away from my house and pray through the night to the following night. Do you understand? Night to night. Yes. Not through the night and sleep in the morning. Night to night. The only reason why I was is that I'm tired. I, I learned it from following Bishop Dag. I learned it from the teachings he's given me. Tell me that he's pointed me away from God. Yes. Yes. I read more. I can read through the night. Doing nothing but reading through the night. Read, not praying. Reading through the night. Yes, I can read through the night. Not praying, reading through the night. Yeah. Follow me as I follow Christ. Your, your loyalty is to the higher authority. Always, always, always. Branch pastor gives instruction. Check. What did the apostle say? What did the founders say? What did the head pastor say? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, say? Relax, relax. The thing you are bringing, the thing you are bringing into a church, we are, is foreign. It's foreign to us. 
It's foreign to us. It's foreign to us. It's foreign to us. This, this is not what we've been taught. This is not what we've, been, we've learned. And Brant says, when you are reported, don't get angry. Be humble. Be humble and say, hey, mercy, I've deviated. I didn't even know that I was deviated. Yes, don't get angry. Don't get angry. Don't get angry and quench the spirit of loyalty in the church. And don't direct the people to you. Because their loyalty is to the person above you. All the time, any day, their loyalty is to the person above you. Don't teach them that they've made a mistake in reporting you. Even if you can't say thank you to them, say nothing. Don't never let anybody feel bad that they've done the right thing. It's even even dangerous for you to gag the people around you. It's dangerous for you. You become a tyrant and a dictator. Someone who can't be checked and can't be controlled. It's dangerous for you to rebuke people who have done the right thing and you know they've done the right thing. It's dangerous to rise up against such people. And make yourself a tyrant and a dictator in the church. That you can do anything to give yourself a free hand. Yeah, I even asked even these little boys and girls that I went to, I even asked them, well, I want to do something. I even asked them, what do you think? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's a good thing? I asked them, I asked them for their opinion. And I respect the opinion. And they know I respect the opinion. I asked them, what do you think? What do you think? Should we do this? Is it a good thing? Is it done? I'll always be asking. You see me, I'm always asking Bishop Kent, is it right? Is it done? Where does it fit into the things that are done? I mean, it's like, is it done? Before I will do. Yes, yes. You don't want any check. The whole church is I, you, and yourself. No, I, me, and myself. Just you. Never, never flee from the idea that you have a superior. Yes. Follow me as I follow Christ. 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 In other words, I don't follow Christ, don't follow me. I don't follow Christ, don't follow me. And there's a chain of ranks in every church. Chain of ranks. Chain. The chain. Cell leader. Zonal leader. Whatever. So you see your cell leader or your whatever leader is coming to tell you something. There's somebody above him. Check with him. Check with him. Without apology. Check with the person above him. If you're not sure. Never do things blindly. Yes. That's that there is no cell leader, no shepherd, no leader, no pastor who can sleep with you and it is righteous. Because it is unbiblical. It is unscriptural. It is a sin. You cannot give in to that thing because the person is called reverend.
Lesson three. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> well, you, if you want to stand, you can stand to stretch, to increase circulation, to increase circulation. Lesson number three A loyal person does not withhold information A loyal person does not withhold information You know It's nice When you are the one receiving the information or the report that somebody has done something. But the day when you are the one who is being reported, will you believe in this lesson? Will you believe in this lesson? Will you believe that it's a good thing? When you are reporting, it's very easy. Now this one has done this, this one has done. But what I'm teaching you is that believe it to the extent but when you also make a mistake and it is reported, you will say, Thank God for deliverance. Thank God for deliverance. And you won't be upset. You won't be angry. You won't go, you won't go back to the church like a lunatic and go and blast and lambast everybody and sack people who you didn't appoint. The people who sack people they did not appoint. Anybody you did not appoint, you can't sack the person. That's it. Yes. I was so upset with someone once, so upset, and and I remember I was speaking to Prophet. I said, I said, I want to sack this person. Get rid of. Do you know? He asked me a question. Do you want to know the question? He said, Did you employ her? He said, did you employ her? I understand, I agree with you. The person hasn't done well. The person hasn't done their work. Done this, done this. The question is, did you employ her? Yes. It was a legitimate question. Because it's someone I have inherited. When I met the person, the person has been employed already. Did you employ her? I put my tail in between my legs. And I walked away. I mean, later she was sacked, but it wasn't by me. But you see, you, I mean, you will see that day, you see somebody with a spirit of faithfulness. But we just, we just don't do things. You're not a tyrant and a dictator. Just by emotions, you are just sacking people, reporting that this one must go here. It's, no, did you employ her? Let's go through the structure and the systems. You are only working with this person because of their, this role that you have. You didn't employ all these people around. You don't even know how they came into existence. Did you employ her? Before you are advising she should be sacked. Did you employ her? That was the question I was asked. And I said, it will. Let me go, let me go back to base. Let's continue working. Yes. I mean, later she was sacked, but not by me. Yeah. And I didn't rejoice when she was sacked too. I said, oh, mercy. So, 
The question will be when this lesson is applied on you, will you accept it? That loyalty does not withhold information. And then somebody comes out and says that look, you are really doing terrible things in the church. And it has been reported to the apostle. The apostle has called you and he has told you off. Will you be happy? Will you still be smiling? Or you will go back to church as a lunatic and turn the whole church upside down and teach and teach all the teachings and add a spin to the teaching on loyalty that the people now become confused. That instead of thinking their loyalty is the high authority, that they think their loyalty is with you and ends with you. You have become Christ to them. First Corinthians, isn't it? First Corinthians chapter five. First Corinthians chapter five. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. The, the message here. We are talking about loyalty that's not withhold information. I hope you guys are listening. I hope you are listening. I hope you are listening. Yes. Your, your responses are not. Um, it's not in sync with the message. Yes. It is reported commonly. The key here is that it has been reported. It has been reported. It's not by word of knowledge or vision or revelation. It has been reported. Never say that reporting something is not scriptural or biblical. Yes, it has been reported that you are doing something that is not done or acceptable. And church members must be taught and must learn that they can report. They, they, look, people must say they can report the pastor. You can report me. Why can't you report? You can report me. It may be painful and hard, but I'll be grateful. I will become a better. Next time you see, you see, I'm a better person. Nobody should do not teach pastors. Do not teach your church and run the church in a way that you can't be reported. Because you are human. When you start making a mistake, you could be making a, a genuine, sincere mistake. And you will need help. And the help will come from your superior, somebody above you. Somebody above you is the one who will help you. So if you can't be reported, then you are damned. You are damned and you are doomed. So loyalty does not withhold information. Every member to hear, should hear this point very clear. Loyalty does not withhold information. When you see something you are not sure of, you are not comfortable, is take your phone, report it immediately. Nobody is above the law. Nobody is above the scriptures. Nobody is above the law. Yes. Yes. When you see it, you smell it. You are not sure. Report. If you are wrong, you'll be told you are wrong. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't speak again. Next time, try again. Next time, you may be right. Yes. That the church has have a culture of loyalty. Look, the price of a church is a life. I'm telling you, the price of a church is a life. 
the first life was Jesus. Other people may not go to the cross, but their lives are affected here and there to have a church. And then somebody just wakes up in a corner out of your ego, feeding your personal ego in your personal life. You want to run the church you want, the way you want, spoiling the church, teaching things, doing things, doing anything you want. To satisfy and please your greed. Your greed and your need. If that's, if that's how we've run the church, there'll be no church by now. You will not see you will not see what you are seeing now. If people have behaved a certain way, greedy, grasping, collecting, if that is how we have lived. <laughs> Touching anything that wears a skirt. Saying anything that you want. If that is how the church has been run. Do you honestly think there will be anything around? There will be anything here? So. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And verse 11. For it has been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions, quarrels among you. And here you can see they've even mentioned the name. Sometimes when you report, you can say that, tell him that I said. Mm. Tell him that I said. So that you know that it's real. Yes. Yes. Tell him that I said. Because I tell you, sometimes branch pastors can do things. So. Oh, oh. They can do, they can. If, if, if the church, church members were more loyal, a lot of branch pastors would have been helped. They would have been better pastors by now. Yes. If they had taught what I'm teaching you the way I'm teaching it, a lot of branch pastors, branch pastors would be helped from the things you do over there. Because some people, you are totally off. Nothing near what the apostle or the founder would like to be done to you do over there. For messages that you preach. And how you speak, how you speak to members, how you speak to fellow pastors. Touch yourself by the fruit. You've driven everybody away. You've sacked them. You've sacked good people. Good people, you've sacked them. Like Bishop was asking me, did you employ them? Hey, do you know what it takes to get one person faithfully around? And then you just say you don't like the person. You don't flow with the person. So the person should be driven away. Why? It must be reported. It must be reported. Anything that is not right must be reported. It must be reported. It should be reported. See a pastor who is teaching you in the wrong way, teaching you in some bizarre way, you must report it. Like seeing like see a pastor, seeing a, a pastor who doesn't, doesn't want to come into a service. One service is going, he's touching with you outside. He's, he's almost, he's almost, let me spare you the word. No, I must spare you the word. Yes. Yes. Maybe he himself needs to be led to Christ again. Yes. 
a pastor. A pastor. What service is going? You are drinking hot chocolate outside. Doing something totally different. And you won't report it. I mean, you won't report such a person. You won't report such a person with such embarrassing behavior. You won't report. You report that. Look at the message pastor is sending me. Look at the type of messages he's sending me. You should take a screenshot of all his messages and report him. Because loyalty does not withhold information. It does not withhold information. Lesson four. Loyalty is based on principles and not emotions. You go by principles, biblical principles. No feelings. No feelings. No feelings. No feelings. Because because the pastor is your husband and you are doing the wrong thing. So you won't say you won't say it to the bishop. That's feelings. You're going by feelings and not principles. Because the person is your brother or is your family member. Or that guy is your close friend. Close friend. You are like brothers. So the person is becoming a rebel. Been talking to you, discussing. Your house is the meeting point. Discuss all sorts of things about the church. You won't say it. You won't say it. You won't report it. Because of feelings. Not principles. You don't live, you don't live by principles. You are an unprincipled and an un- Principled person. You have no principle. You have no guidance in life. There's nothing that guides you. That's how you feel. This because this person is my friend. This one is my friend. He's your friend, so he's your friend, and he's going. He's going bonkers. I was talking to someone the other day, and the person that really had a sister, I mean a sister, a biological sister, who is misbehaving big time, going bonkers. And she said, if she tries, if she presses this button, she's my sister, but that's the end of between us. You know, I was taken aback a bit. I said, hey. Then I said, this lady's loyalties and things are very deep. Well, I said, her Christianity is very deep. She must be very deeply because she said if she tries, there's a particular thing. He said, if this sister of mine presses this button, he said, it's over. He said, he said, I would disown her as my sister. Even me, the bishop, hearing the statement, I said, whoa, 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 I said, this girl is strong. I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I, said, I said, this girl is deep. Oh, I said, this girl is deep. Oh, yes. I said, this girl is deep. She's deep, she's deep in her God and with her God. So you, you cannot tamper with my faith. 
a where God has planted me. I said, me, I am bishop. I said, I said this one, this one, this one is strong. This one is strong. This one is strong. But that's what I'm reading to you. It's not based on emotions. It's based on principles. It's based on principles. Your sister, so what? So your sister should take you to hell. Your brother, so what? Your brother should take you to hell. Your wife, so what? I've, I've, seen, I've seen wives take husbands out of church. No principles. No, he, has, he has no biblical principles. He, he doesn't believe in it. He has no conviction. He has no conviction. Yes. yes. One of the paramount principles of a leader is have a conviction. Have a conviction. Have a conviction about anything. Have a conviction about anything. What you believe in, have a conviction about it. That's why we'll say, come on, put your foot down. Put your foot down. Is that thunderstorm? Ah, putting your foot down. Okay. I was so happy it was going to rain. <laughs> yes. Yes. When my children were younger, you know how children can play parents. So they'll go and ask their mother something. And their mother has said no. Then they'll go and ask me. Then maybe I'll say yes. I just, I don't see anything. Okay, yes. I don't know that mommy has said no. Then they will tell me that, oh, but we asked mommy. Mommy said no. Then the next statement I'll hear, daddy, put your foot down. You are the head of the house. Put your foot down. <laughs> daddy, put your foot down. And then they will quote the verse, you are the head. And I'll say, I don't blame you. I blame your Sunday school teachers. Daddy, put your foot down. You are the head. Put your foot down. Put your foot down. Vote in our favor. You said we can go. Daddy, leave it as we can go. Yes. Put your foot down. You are the head. Put your foot down. Keep it down. Yes. Mr. Man, put your foot down. Yes. Operate by principles. Upstairs, are you there? Okay. Are you in the service? Can you feel the service? Are you feeling the power we are feeling? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Okay. Lesson number five. Master C, the first half people are drowning you out. (laughs) Okay, okay, you are here, you are here. Lesson number five. Loyalty will cost you relationships and friendships. And then note it down. Loyalty is expensive. Yes. Loyalty is not cheap. 
it will cost you relationships and friendships. That's James 4 4. I've lost people I love. I can never say, if I ever say to you that there are some way people, just tell me that, Mr. Bishop, I don't think that is true. That's a lie. You thought highly of them. But on biblical grounds of loyalty, I've lost, I've lost people. They're very dear to me. Very dear to me. But I've had to lose them. Because loyalty will cost me Relationships. And friendships. It will co- it's the price. It's the price. It's the price. It's the price. If I follow them, they'll confuse me. I'll be confused. I'll be double minded. And I'll even backslide. If I follow them, I will be double minded and confused. Yes. Loyalty will cost you. So they become disloyal, you kick them out of your life. You kick them out of your life. I don't know how nice to put it. It will cost you. Loyalty is expensive. It's, it's expensive. It's a price. You have to pay a price. It's a high price to pay. A loyal person. For somebody to see if my sister dares and crosses this line, it's over for us. That is, I mean, that is strong. I mean, that is strong. No Christian sister, biological sister. We came from the same womb. If she tries, it's like I, I will not give up on my faith and my stance in the faith for this, for this nonsense and lunacy. Yes. You see that even your clapping is weak because you are not sure. <laughs> even your clapping is weak. <laughs> yes. Because some of the things it's very easy to say amen to. But when the time comes for you to apply, we don't know what you'll be like. But this is what the Bible is saying. This is what the Bible says. Yes. It will cost you. This is what God said. He said, if you, are, you like this, you are my enemy. Luke 14, 26. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters Yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. This was said before Colossians 1. You, skip, you shall read this before you go to Colossians. Yes. These are the words of Jesus. Not the, not the words of Paul. Jesus. 
Jesus. Yes. Are you reading Jesus? Jesus is talking to you. He says, you cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot have all these links, these antichrist links. That's if the person is antichrist. It's not not saying every father, every mother is antichrist. If the person is antichrist, you cannot have all these links and relationships and be his disciple. You cannot. So your loyalties to some people and relationships to some people is evident that you don't have a relationship with Christ or God or with the people that those ones hate. I think it's English. We understand it. Jonathan's loyalty to David cost him his relationship with his own father. 1 Samuel 20, verse 32. Are you understanding loyalty? And Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said unto him, Wherefore shall he be slain? What has he done? And Saul cast a javelin at him to smite him. That is that he's going to kill his own son. Whereby Jonathan knew that it was determined of his father to slay David. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and did eat no meat the second day of the month. For he was grieved for David because his father had done him shame. And he came in the morning. He came to pass in the morning that Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David and with a little lad with him. And he said unto his lad, run, find out now the arrows which I shoot. And And as the lad ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. And when the lad was come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the lad and said, Is not the arrow beyond thee? And Jonathan cried after the lad, Make speed, haste, stay not. And Jonathan's lad gathered up the arrows and came to his master. But the lad knew not anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. So, the, the instruction that Jonathan is giving the lad is a code between he and David. That when you hear me say these things, it means flee for your life. Flee for your life. So, as he's shouting at the lad, he's giving me David a message that my father will kill you. So, flee, run, disappear, go. If you go and read the whole story for yourself, you'll be blessed. Yes. His loyalty who was costing him his relationship with his father. He didn't understand why his father wants to kill David. He doesn't understand. Why is it easy for you to understand lunacy and madness? Why do you just understand things? Because the person is a friend. Why, why, Why do you sympathize with demons and sympathize with the voice of demons and sympathize with negative? Why do you sympathize with as though you don't have the Bible? A father that has been a blessing to you, prayed for you, cared for you, helped you. 
Then someone comes to you and telling you stories about the person and you are buying it. Yes. Why? Look at this. He asked his father, why must he be killed? I mean, why should David be killed? And the devil was thrown at him. He saw that the thing is serious. So he left. He had to go and tell David that run. Run. Because he could have told his father that I know where he is. I know where he is. I'll show you where he is so you can kill him. Yes. Because some of us entertain the enemies of the church and the enemies of the fathers who have honored you, prayed for you, appointed you, trained you, raised you up, dedicated your children. Those are the people you entertain and you have parties with. Number six. Loyalty may cost you physical things. Because of your loyalty, you may not get left home. It will cost you left to night bus. You now have to take a night bus. Or even walk. If it means walk home, you walk. Then having to sin every Sunday night. Because of a lift. Because of a lift. Because you want to sit in a car that has heated seats. It will cost you physical things. It will cost you physical things. Loyalty has a price and loyalty is expensive. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Easy. He abandoned his Egyptian passport. Egyptian passport in those days was not even a British passport. It was the main passport to have. Main passport to have. Main passport. Hmm. Hey, the things people can do for British passport. Eh? I have stories, but I don't want to say it. I have latest, latest current stories of sacrifices people will make for a British passport. But I won't say it. And then number seven, which is my favorite. Lesson seven says that loyalty demands analysis. Yes. Analyze. Think deeply. Analyze. Think deeply. This one means loyalty demands thinking. Yes. Don't let anybody fool you. This loyalty, loyalty. Say, you're going to be taught loyalty. You see, loyalty. Tell them that you were taught to think. You are rather taught to think. To think between what the foolishness they are pouring on you and what the Bible says. So you're also not just going to swallow their foolishness, but you think what they are saying and what the Bible says. 
Because loyalty demands analysis. Yes. Loyalty. You talk about loyalty, you have, you've got to think. You've got to think. You've got to analyze things carefully. Analyze carefully before you start misbehaving. Analyze. Really think through things. One, analyze the past. Second Timothy 1 6. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. To analyze the hands that were laid on you and the impartation that you experienced and the blessings that you experienced. Before you start jumping and start talking and start criticizing. And start saying things. Analyze what has been said. The problem you are raising now, is that how it has been throughout? <clears throat> Sometimes some people, you wish you should have sacked them before they sack themselves. Then, analyze the individual concerned. Yes. The person that you are saying you're going to be loyal to, analyze the person. 2 Timothy 3.14. Anybody that you hear of is being criticized, analyze the person and see if you would want to be loyal to the person. Analyze. Especially in this, in this day of free, free, everybody comments freely on anywhere. When you see the comments, instead of allowing somebody's somebody's ill feelings to drive you out of your place of blessing analyze analyze the person being criticized it says that but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them to analyze the person who taught you who led you analyze Go back to verse 10. It says that, but thou hast fully. So you see, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you the points you must use to analyze an individual. Thou hast fully known, number one, my doctrine. So if it's your pastor that you want, analyze his doctrine. Analyze the teachings. And the first thing you should analyze is that he taught you to analyze. Yes, he taught you that you can you should analyze and you can analyze. You analyze the teachings of the house, analyze the teachings and see if the teachings are meant to corrupt you or to make you backslide. Are you with me? Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me or you are chatting? You are in deep conversation, you can't even hear me. Hello, 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 one meeting, hello. Hello, hello. Okay, are you with me? Have I got your attention now? Okay. Analyze the teachings. Doctrine is teaching. Analyze the teaching. Analyze what are the teachings? The Macarius is all here. Analyze it. Take it with these are the things we've been taught. Are they evil things? Or are they a blessing? 
no, you decide. You decide on that day. On that day, decide. Instead of taking the macarius and putting it in the bin, analyze the teachings. Yes. Analyze the teaching. Number two, he says that my manner of life. A manner of life. How the person has conducted himself amongst you. Has he taken your money? Did he take your wife? Did he abuse your children? Did he come begging, begging money from you every time? Did he come and collect anything from you? Analyze his manner of life. Does he make demands from you? Does he make demands from you? Does he use your car? Does he just call you? 11 a.m. You are at work. He says, come and pick me and take me here. Analyze his manner of life. Whether he's inconsiderate and unreasonable. Analyze how the person has conducted himself amongst you. Manner of life. Manner, his, it, in other words, the person's lifestyle. Analyze it carefully. Look at it carefully. Look at it carefully. If he's ever asked you for anything before. If he's ever, if a person comes to you and says, look, give me you, you give me this. You, Crispy, give me your car. The Lord says you should give me your car, so bring it. Yes. I was traveling with some pastors once. And one of the people in that team was a member from uh, the pastor's church. To us, we got to say, we're all buying our tickets. I don't know what it is, but he just turned and said something to this member. Then the member just opens her purse. And takes out money. And gives to the pastor to buy a ticket. I, I remember I said to myself, hey, whoa, this one is a new one. It's a new thing. I don't know this. This is foreign. I don't know this. I don't know this. Instructing members to pay for things. I don't know this. If you can't afford, you don't do. That's what I know. You don't do what you can't afford. Yes. You can't afford, you don't do. Yes. Yes. Can't afford, you don't do. I've been broke in this country. Before I say broke, I mean broke. I didn't ask you for money. Did I ask you? Which of you here who have been with me all this year will say that I came to ask you for money that I am broke? Which of you will say, especially those who have been around for years? I've been dead broke. I've been in my house. I don't have food before. I've been there before. Did I ask you for anything? Did I, come, did I even call you? Did I even send you a message that, can you bring me chicken? Yes. 
have to walk, I'll walk. Yes. Yes. I've worked many times to what we used to call agency, job agency. I've worked many times there. Uh, come on, it's Monday morning. I need to work. I went there so so much that they got used to me. When they when there is no job opening, though they they now employed me to work there and pay me. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yes. You'll just, you'll just, you'll just say, uh, Richard, this week it looks like the, the lady was called Judy. God bless her. I got favor in her eyes. Can't find this job, this job. Can't find. She, she, she'll just, she'll just say, oh, but I have some, I have some job. If you don't mind, you can help me out. Yes, I don't mind at all. If it will give me money, if it will put money in my pocket, I don't mind. I don't mind. I have ten fingers and ten toes and two legs and two hands. I can walk. Yes. Everyone who don't you, don't, you don't want to work. You want an easy way, an easy way of feeding off. Feeding off members. Yes. Manner of life. We are talking about manner of life. We are talking about manner of life. Talking about manner of life. How I wish that when you're also preaching in your church, you can also say what I'm saying. I wish you can say it. Now, have I asked you for anything before? Have you given? You, you, because I'm in need. Thank me uh, 20 euros from um, Parma. Have you sent me 20 euros from Parma before? Yes. The only thing I wish is that when you also stand and you are you ought to be able to say what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. That you'll be able to say it. Manner of life. Manner of life. Yes. I'm, we are talking about manner of life. Money, immorality, lifestyle, flashy lifestyle, unexplained, mysterious lifestyle. That's what we are talking about. Manner of life. Analy- analyze the manner of life. Analyze it. Don't pretend like you have it. Analyze it. When we take offerings, say we are taking offerings for this. Analyze and see if it has not been used for that. Analyzes. If Bishop that stands, flow prayer. We are giving offerings. We want to build 500 cathedrals. Analyze and see if you have not seen the pictures of the cathedrals. Yes. Analyze this manner of life. When, when he says, call my secretary. You want to build the church. Analyze and see if you haven't seen your name on the building and it being dedicated. Analyze that one too. Analyze it. Analyze it. Now when you call, say I'm building, I'm giving this amount, I'm giving to build. Where you, whether you haven't seen the building with your name on it. Analyze it. Analyze it. Analyze it. Before you join, you join the mad squad. Yes, analyze it. You will see, you will see it there. There, you see it on Facebook or wherever you are watching your thing from. You see it there. You see the building. You see your name. Your name has been put on the building. Not his name. His name is not. Have you seen his name on any of the buildings? Your names are on buildings. Yes. His name is not on it. Yes. 
analyze. We are analyzing. We are thinking. We are thinking. This is a thinking session. We are thinking. We are thinking. You are thinking. Before, before you freak out on it, we were thinking. We are all thinking. Yes, we are all thinking. We are thinking. We are all here. Thinking. We've been here. Yes, you are thinking. Check those who have made demands for me. Check those who have asked you for things. We are here. We are all thinking and talking. Thinking and talking. Thinking and talking. Now analyze the banner of life. I'm like, how the person, how the, have you bought a phone for him before? So you can say, hello, this is my birthday. This is why you have to bless me. I need iPhone 13 Pro Max. Pro Max, yes. Next thing you should analyze is his purpose. His purpose. The aim. The aim. See 500 churches. Have you seen 500 churches? Have you seen 500 church buildings? The purpose. The aim. The vision. The reason why the offering is being taken. Have you seen it being done or not? The purpose. What is the purpose? purpose? He says, okay, be a healing Jesus partner. Have you seen him on evangelism or not? Have you seen the crusades or not? Yes. Yes. Then faith. What does the person believe in? What does the person? Is the person wavering? Has the person changed from what he believes in? Since you knew him. Since you knew him. Has he changed from what he believes in? You see, the, fir- the first camp he had here with us in 1999 in Devon. There were 45 of us at that camp. He preached double mega missionary uh, church. Has he moved away from missions? Has he, moved, has he stopped talking about missions? 1999 till now is how many years? 23? It's been 23 years. It's been 23 years. Has he stopped talking about it? Some of you started very zealous. We can't see your zeal anymore. Whatever, whatever bumped your zeal out, it bumped it up. The zeal is gone. Yes. 23 years, he's still talking about missions. The theme of the camp, double mega missionary church. There's even a book on it now. There's even a book on it now. Yes. Faith. Convictions. Then check long suffering. Long suffering. Long suffering. Charity. That's love and patience. You analyze the person on this. Then persecutions. Analyze the persecutions. The people who talk. They just go online. They just talk and say things. Analyze the persecutions. Then afflictions. Analyze his troubles. When you finish, tell me whether you should be loyal or not. Yes. Analyze. So whichever church you are from, also use these things on your founder. Analyze. Those that went to church, they said we should be loyal. They said we should be loyal. We should just wake up and just be loyal. No, analyze. Analyze. Think. Analyze. 
I'm not, I've given you the things to because say, Anna, maybe you don't know what to analyze. You analyze his height, you analyze his shoes. No, I've given you the list of things to analyze. Yes, God, th- these are the things that explains who is a person, who the person is. Analyze. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done with lessons on loyalty. I think we've got a lot of things to do and think about and to ponder about. How many of you have learned a lot of things? Yes. So let's stand to our feet and thank God and close off. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for His mercies, for His kindness, for His grace. Thank Him for a blessed conference. Blessed conference and a blessed time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Savior. Wonderful Savior. Awesome Savior. Jesus, you are beautiful. Jesus, you are so beautiful. You are so nice to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your awesome nature. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us. For blessing us. For pouring in us, Lord, new strength, new revelations, new understanding. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That your blessings strength comes into your churches and ministry strength strength the spirit of strength is coming to churches and ministries and leaders and founders and apostles strength to lead strength to lead strength to lead oh god oh god oh god strength strength, oh God. Your blessing, oh God. Your blessing, oh God. Your strength, oh God. Abasima manino saya. Makila dobata labra diba kapatasa tafaya. Masimo talaba diba kapatasaya. Palibo tashaya. Palibo motaya. Palibo fete. Strength, strength, strength. Go with strength. Leave with strength. Strength and might, the spirit of might. Strength, strength to lead. Strength to break through. Strength to build. Strength to correct. Strength to raise up mighty men. Lord, strength. Mashata san. Mashata mesosa. Mashata mekosisota. Mashata mesomita san. We are so mitatata la bradiba kata. 
Lado Sapa Tapa Sata, Lava Diva Kipa Tasaya, Bredoma, Bredoma, Bredoma Famidoba, Viego, 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 Viego Sabatisaya, Malabadisota, 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 Makipa Tasaya, Strength, the strength of the Lord. Strength of the Lord in your churches, in your ministries, in your calling. Strength in a new anointing. Strength in new understanding. Strength in revelation. Strength. Ah, Nasisosi. Nasisosi. Nasisoma. Nasima Badila Badaba Kapataya Matalabani Bakatasa Makapatasi Batasaya Batabasi Batusa Bataya Kabadiba Shoya Kabadiba Shoya Kabadiba Shoya Kabadiba Shonda Lava Diva Kapatasaya Bravo 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 Provisti Provisti Katasa Clado Shata Labradiva Katasa Priadoma Priadoma Mafosti Mafasti Malamato Shata Labradiva Katasa Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you for your blessing. Thank you for blessing us. May your spirit, O oh God, water every seed that is planted. Let there be a change. Let there be strength. Let there be healing. Let there be a rise and a rise and a rise in your anointing and your grace. Let churches grow. Let churches increase. Let churches multiply in numbers. In pastors, in years, in stability, cause churches to break grounds, Lord, and break barriers, Lord. Let there be a breakthrough in the realm of the Spirit, oh God, for churches represented here, Lord. Let there be a breakthrough. Let there be a breaking forth. Let there be a breaking forth. Let there be a breaking forth and a breaking out, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your mighty blessing and your mighty grace. We are grateful. Lord, I thank you for what you will do in many ministries represented here. Thank you for what you do. May they be blessed. May they go blessed. May they experience new graces and new anointings. Thank you, Father, for growth and the abundance of your anointing. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted amen. A mighty amen. A mighty amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. God bless you. I say you. Fantastic. God is good. Have you been blessed?
heavily blessed heavily loaded the enemy will be surprised as the new gun you are returning with he will die before you even shoot he will flee before you even arrive yes you are crossing barriers you are crossing borders enter into a new realm a new realm of anointing a new realm of power a new realm of authority of authority of authority a new realm of authority return as a man of authority yes in Jesus name that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.